The Holy Gospel is written in the ninth chapter of St. Matthew, starting at verse 1. Glory, Glory be to, be to thee, thee, O Lord. Jesus entered into a ship and passed over and came into his own city. And behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemeth. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? For whether is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and walk? But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Arise, take up thy bed, and go unto thine house. And he arose and departed to his house. But when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, who had given such power unto men. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. May I speak in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Our attitudes towards disability affect the way that people think and behave towards disabled people, and they impact on outcomes for disabled people in the way that they are treated and in the way that they are able to participate in society. And in our own day and time, there are primarily two distinct models of disability, one called the medical model and the other called the social model. The med medical model looks at a person's impairment and focuses on the impairment as being the cause of disabled people being unable to access goods and services or being able to participate fully in society. Statements such as, he can't read that newspaper because he's blind, would be an example of people being influenced by the medical model of disability. The social model, in contrast, looks at the barriers erected by society in terms of disabled people being able to access goods and services, and it seeks to remove unnecessary barriers which prevent disabled people from participating in society, from accessing work, and from living independently. The social model asks what can be done to remove barriers to inclusion, and it also recognizes that attitudes towards disabilities create unnecessary barriers to inclusion, and it requires people to take proactive action to remove those barriers. And I want to suggest that today's gospel reading is about the barriers that were faced by this paralyzed man in getting to and receiving from Jesus and uh, therefore that it is a story which, although clearly the term did not exist in those days, uses the social model of disability. Now the medical model of disability would have us believe that the man's paralysis 
was the main problem that he faced in getting to Jesus. But I would suggest that in the story, this isn't actually the main issue. Although he is unable to move himself because of his paralysis, he has friends who can carry him where he needs to get to. And of course today, personal assistants or supporters are often able to uh, often enable those who have disabilities today to get around in ways that they may not have been able to manage otherwise. So the issue here is not so much the man's paralysis. Instead, it is firstly the people around Jesus. The size of the crowd on this occasion was such that his friends could not maneuver their way through and the crowd clearly had no intention of letting the man and his friends through. So it is the crowd and not the paralysis that is the main barrier to the man reaching Jesus. And as a result, we see the social model of a disability in action here rather than the medical. And the man's friends ingeniously make a reasonable adjustment to ensure that the man can actually reach Jesus by making a hole in the roof and lowering the man through. Now next, Jesus addresses attitudes which cause barriers towards those who have disabilities. And as a result, he is again working primarily with the social model of disability rather than the medical model. The attitude he addresses is one which says that experience of disability is caused by sin in the person's life. And this is an attitude which says, in order to suffer from his paralysis, this man must have sinned greatly because he is now being punished heavily by God. In John chapter nine, we see that kind of stigmatizing attitude being voiced by Jesus's own disciples when they ask Jesus whether a blind man is blind because of his own sins or those of his parents. Jesus says neither because the onset of disability isn't in any way to do with sin. If it were, why are we not all blind when the Bible tells us that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God? And here in this passage, Jesus challenges or subverts this disabling attitude by stating simply that the man's sins are forgiven. They are not the issue. In saying this, he is clearly and simply stating that sin is not a factor in causing this man's paralysis. And it is interestingly only once these physical and attitudinal social barriers have been addressed and removed that Jesus then addresses the medical issue by healing the man of his paralysis. And as a result, this story gives us a model to follow in um, approaching the issue of disability in our own day and time. A model which says, like the social model, that we achieve inclusion for disabled people when physical and attitudinal social barriers are removed. Whether the medical condition changes or alters is not the main issue because it is not the primary reason for the sense of exclusion that disabled people often experience. 
Now, the physical and attitudinal barriers which need to be removed in our own day and time may well be different from those in Jesus' day, but they are just as significant in genuinely addressing exclusion and achieving real inclusion today as for this man in this story from Matthew's Gospel. And just like Jesus, we too need to be concerned about equality and inclusion, especially when that means, as it did for Jesus, working to bring change to the culture of our own day and time. May it be so for each one of us. Amen.